Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. I'm your host, Bananiac, and this is Bananas. Hey everyone, welcome back. I hope your run, your ride, your commute, or well, you know, whatever you're doing while listening to this podcast, I hope that is going great for you. Just want to quickly remind everyone to please, please, please go and rate this podcast on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating if you do enjoy it. And you guys can find all the show notes and more information about what I do over at bananiac.com. That's B-A-N-A. NIAC.com. And I also have a YouTube channel called Bananiac, which you guys can find all of these episodes over on my YouTube channel in video format. So you guys can get a little bit more personal by actually seeing the guests interact with me. So uh, just to provide a little bit of a different dimension for you guys. But anyway, episode five with Katie Kukabura, which I thought that was her last name turns out it's a bird um yeah who would have known but yeah it's with katie butler that's her actual last name and she is a vegan she is a cyclist and she is also a eating disorder champion because she's overcome bulimia and um it's really inspiring listening to her and what she did to overcome it um, I think she lost around like 60 to 70 pounds, which is what, 30 to 35 kilos if I'm correct. But yeah, she found the vegan lifestyle and just completely turned her life around. And she's also really big into cycling, which is my favorite sport, but she's killing it. <laughs> I am nowhere as near the level she's riding at because she's done like I believe she said 400K and she also attempted a 600K ride, which is over 200 and 300 miles for you Americans. That's a lot of miles. <laughs> that is a lot of miles. So anyway, I wanted to share this story with you guys. I think it's definitely worth listening to. And I also want to start interviewing and sharing you guys stories from, you know, just smaller content creators that you guys might not be aware of. To me, it's not really about the following somebody has. It's all about the story, the experience, and the knowledge. That is what I'm after. And I definitely think Katie has something that you guys will take away from. So enjoy episode five, everyone. Katie, did you want to just start off by like telling us your story of how you became vegan, how you got into cycling. Um, you're also a YouTuber. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? I'll try and do it as briefly <laughs> in a nutshell as I can. So basically, I was had an eating disorder for about two years and just going straight into, <laughs> straight into the eating disorder. But um, yeah, I had bulimia. So I was in a pretty pretty bad way so I would just eat and throw up my food I was constantly obsessed with eating as like low calories as I possibly possibly could and I I just remember feeling in such a low place and my weight was really really low and mentally I just felt so unwell 
And then I came across Harley and Freely on YouTube as many, I think, vegans, well, like pre-vegan people do, and saw what they were saying. I was like, oh my God, this just seems to make so much sense. And so I started um, eating a lot more fruit. So I kind of went vegan. It took me maybe a couple of weeks. I decided like, actually, yeah, I really want to give this a go. It just seems to make sense, like nutritionally for my body. It seems to make sense just all around because I'd always craved and wanted fruit and like rice and pasta, all the, all like the carbs. And that was the thing that I was trying so hard to stay away from. So I was like, oh, this just seems too good to be true. Like, like you can eat like carbohydrates and be healthy. And I was like, oh, is this possible? And so I did that and I gained a fair bit of weight because I'd been restricting, restricting, restricting for so, so long for like a good two, I'd say between two and three years. And then I just allowed myself to eat as much fruit and as much um, like vegan carbohydrates as I could. And then I gained quite a bit of weight through that. Um, and that's one of the main reasons um, I started my channel because I wanted to try and help people overcome eating disorders. Right. And so, yes, yeah, so there's videos on there. You'll see photographs of me at my like absolute heaviest um, from recovering from my eating disorder. But then slowly, this was probably 2013. And then from then, I I just carried on. I just carried on eating fruit. I carried on eating um, high carb vegan and then started cycling in 2014 and then from then my weight has just like just dropped over those years just doing cycling eating pretty much the same foods but just being really consistent with it um and then I probably lost like 30 35 kilos in total so it's a lot a lot of weight but I've done it completely healthily I've never ever restricted I like calories I've never restricted calories um, and it's just been the most amazing decision that I've ever made. I'm just like happier and healthier and just it completely changed my life. And then with the cycling aspect of it, I, um, yeah, just started cycling. I bought a bike, bike actually when I was traveling in Australia. And that just as well just completely changed my life. I just feel like a completely different person from the person before I went traveling and got my bike and before I went vegan. So it's just been amazing, really. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen many of your videos, and you're a great example of what health actually is. It's hard to believe where Thanks. you came from. I'm just wondering, do you yeah. feel like it was like the, your your weight status? What do you feel was the reason why you uh, had your eating disorder? I think it was. I don't. I, I just remember feeling very because I'd always kind of when I was younger, I was always. I always used to eat a lot of like crap basically like yeah like really really I was never particularly healthy and as the years have gone when I was younger you kind of get away with it and as you get older say older I was only in my 20s um I gained weight and then I was like oh I really need to to lose weight and I started doing like um like a weight loss club in the UK and that made that was like a thing of you go and get weighed every week and then that kind of grew into my mind oh it's about weight I've got to restrict what I'm eating and then especially on the days where you go and get weighed I would be really careful not to eat today and I kind of feel like that was kind of the start of an eating disorder because it was making me so focused on what I weighed every week and then it just kind of progressed from there and I was like really determined to keep losing weight keep losing weight and then I was just kind of like cutting my calories back um and yeah. And it was just because I wanted to lose weight and then it just 
got out of hand. It just got too much. And I was doing just too much to my body to, to try and force myself to lose weight. And that was trying to just eat as little calories as possible. And it just mentally made me really unwell. And then that kind of grew to then having binges and then feeling so guilty and then having to throw up as, as people with bulimia do. And it was just probably the darkest, darkest, saddest time of my life. It was, it was pretty horrible, to be honest. I would never wish anything like that on anybody. And it makes me so sad when people are still having to go through that when, when the answer is just seems so simple to me now, it's so easy to look back and think, Oh, why don't I just do that from the start? But equally, I feel like I had to go through that to find this just amazing way of living and being and eating basically. But that that's so awesome that this lifestyle helped you kind of get away from that and start living a more of a healthier life, not just physically, but also mentally, because that plays a big role in it. Massively. Yeah. What what do you think kind of led to your success with with your eating disorder, as well as with um, losing all that weight, what do you think are some key factors that help you, uh, that led you to success? I think patience is the biggest, biggest factor in that because it was so hard at the start because I had gained weight, even though I was eating healthier. Um, and I know there's a lot of kind of discussion and debate about whether metabolic damage and kind of, I don't really go into that, but I feel like because I'd restricted so long, I did just kind of, my body just, just, just kind of just accepted all these calories and just kept them. And I think, yeah, and I, I, I felt so frustrated for quite a long time at the start because I was like, oh, I expected the weight to come off quite quickly because in the past when I'd done, I'd, I'd kind of done like crazy diets like Atkins, like Dukin diet where you just eat just random things. I remember um, eating eggs, like living off hard-boiled eggs and boiled chicken. And it was just like, what am I doing? But <laughs> I saw weight loss. I saw, because that I had no carbohydrates in my body, I saw weight physically reduce. And so I kind of expected with this, oh, yeah, it might take six months. And actually it took a lot longer because it's just a much more gradual process. And it was, I think patience is probably the, the biggest biggest factor of it. But the reason that I kind of kept that patience was because I felt mentally just so much happier, even though like I still was a little bit like, oh my God, my body looks this way or I wish it didn't. But I actually felt a lot happier. So even at my, my heaviest weight, I was traveling in Australia like on my own. It was something that I always wanted to do. And I was just kind of able to do that because I was fueling my body with the proper foods and I was exploring places I was riding places on my bike and I guess that was the main thing is that patience I guess because I think that's the thing we've sold so many scams of like oh you can lose weight in 30 days you can lose weight in like two weeks if you want to and it's just not the case at all so I just had to keep being consistent and keep focusing on actually do I really want to go back to the way that I was living and behaving because it was just it was just it was just put so much strain on relationships with my boyfriend at the time um with my family and with my friends it was just a nightmare so I was like I can't go back to that there's got to be another way so I just kind of kept pushing and keeping that momentum I guess going of eating the way that I was eating because I knew I knew like deep down that this is how we should be and we should be in like grains and vegetables and fruits it just 
made perfect sense. Yeah, that's excellent advice is patience. Like so many people want results yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. patience and, and just enjoying the journey is such a huge thing. So now that we know all that, I'm just curious, like, can you just walk us through a typical day of how you eat? Like from the beginning of the day, like in the morning where you wake up, you go on a ride, um, you know, to uh, lunch, dinner, like all that. Um, can you just kind of walk us through what a typical day looks like for you? I, I, I can absolutely do that. What I was going to say is that I feel like my like days look quite different for me, depending on what I've done, because my bike riding, it can be varied. I could ride 200K or I could ride nothing at all. So it, it kind of can vary depending on what I've done. And that's one of the main things that I've realized in this journey is that the way that my body is and my, and my body is and my appetite is is just so perfectly in tune now, whereas before it wasn't. And I just wanted to kind of just just mention that because that's another amazing thing is that another thing that's healed is that I'm able to to eat what my body is actually wanting. But so yeah, so for an example, if I was riding my bike and trying to think like that, I generally always have porridge for breakfast now. Like oh, depends. I'd either have oats or I would either have um, like banana ice cream. So just basically blended frozen bananas. I would say eight percent of the time it's going to be porridge oats. I just make that with water and then I have a little bit of oat milk on top and either some sugar or some jam and then like a banana on top and then for lunch generally the majority of food that I eat are very basic and very simple so it might sound quite boring but I generally just really like potatoes um either with salad or chopped up into like chip shapes and then baked in the oven or I would like um rice and like a lentil dal that I'll just make from scratch or I'm trying to think what else I would have for lunch what else do I eat it's generally just potatoes or rice probably yeah. sounds quite boring <laughs> but I absolutely just love the simplicity of it the longer that I've kind of gone on with veganism the the more basic kind of foods that I really enjoy and then um for dinner I would have generally like steamed vegetables it sounds really boring doesn't it? it's so boring um and like steamed potatoes that's one of my favorite things is just simple foods and I'll maybe put some like I don't think you have it do you have mint sauce in the US mint sauce I've never heard of that so that's really good you need to try and find some of that it's basically just like mint and like vinegar and like a bit of sugar and salt but I really okay. like that on potatoes and then sriracha I mean that's always a good sauce that's like a yeah. staple for most uh, so vegans good. I, I can't do spicy, but like yeah. I know so many vegans that like have to have sriracha in order to eat. Oh god, I love it so much. Um, and then like in between that I'll just snack on fruit. So I'll have like cherries, depending what's really in season, um cherries, bananas, peaches. I really like frozen cherries as well. Um, what other things do I have? Or like rice cakes as snacks. But then on a ride I will generally take um like cliff bars or bananas dates are a massive safety tool for bike riding for me so yeah it seems quite boring i wish i had more an exciting like oh i make this kind of food and but i just really love the simplicity of it and that's just kind of what i've grown to really enjoy and sweet potatoes sweet potatoes are another amazing one that i really enjoy yeah totally i'm this i'm the same way it sounds like many of the foods you just ran through is like how my diet looks like is i eat very simple and it just works for me um i think yeah probably for people that are kind of used to eating more processed foods and like a standard american diet like it sounds like so bizarre but i think the simplicity yeah. helps kind of keep you on track you don't have to make some fancy that takes a lot of 
time, no. you know, um, all about simplicity. I think it's as well because I'm a bit of a lazy cook, I think. <laughs> that's part of it. I just say, oh, just chuck some stuff in a steamer. And then I'm, but that's the thing though. Like, the, but then when I've eaten it, I'm so satiated and so satisfied from it. It's just, I mean, sometimes I will eat out and I'll, or I'll make something a little bit fancy every now and again, but I just like the basics. Do you normally like take fruit? on the go like when you're cycling or do you um, consume any gels or any supplements or sport drinks or anything like that yeah I sometimes have gels and I sometimes have um, I don't really have it in the US it's called high five it's just basically like an energy source kind of like powder gel with electrolytes in it or sometimes I'll just have sugary water like a mixture of all those really I don't generally take fruit because I feel like I'm not getting I feel like I need the calories a bit more condensed just to be able to carry them but yeah, it's generally kind of either sugar, energy source drink or gels. I'm the same way too, like especially if it's a really long ride. Um, for me, like sometimes you like when you're putting your body under that much stress, like you need more like refined calories, which is weird yeah. for me to say as like a nutritionist because like I'm all about whole food, whole food you know, yeah. eating. But um, for situations like that, like there's no way like you can eat no that <laughs> you know that many bananas to like sustain you because bananas no. have the fiber and like when you're training your body at that level, you can fill your stomach with more calories. Absolutely, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like the way that I counteract that is trying to eat as healthy as I can in the week. So I try and eat as much whole food as as least refined kind of products as I can right Um, and so that when I am on the bike like it is just it's not something that I'm doing every single day it is just for those times on the bike really absolutely yeah just like crushing it with the whole foods like off the bike totally yeah do you follow a specific training plan in terms of your cycling or do you just go out and ride for fun well I've got a coach um and so they um they kind of put together, they, I tell them what my kind of main rides are for that like period. And then they'll kind of like construct, you know, what I have to do for that given week. So I was just looking at my plan for next week. I've got a couple of endurance rides, um, and then a couple of more intense sessions. Um, but for the longest time, for the most of that, I haven't, that's only been probably from the start of the year. So for like maybe five or six months. Uh, whereas before that, it was just riding just for fun and just riding, sporties riding that with my friends so yeah it's never it's not been set the whole time that the most of the weight came off just riding not through set like planned um rides just curious what's the longest ride you've ever done uh 400k that was the wow yeah I did I did attempt a 600 but I got I didn't I didn't eat properly on it and when I look back at the time I thought I did um but I only got 385 into that but 600k I am going to have another go (laughs) that is crazy man good for you that's awesome thanks it was a long it was it was literally 20 just over 24 hours riding it was um yeah we set off at 6 a.m on the Saturday and got back maybe I think it was just after seven maybe seven or eight o'clock of the day after so we're just riding through the night which is why there's like a little light on there so i've got like a dynamo <laughs> right. light on that so i can see in the dark yeah because <laughs> so you would have good. to ride overnight with some like yeah. that probably in the dark hours yeah, yeah let's go off of that like on the extreme end of doing like 400 or even like up to like 600k like what 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 did you eat in a, on a ride like that like do you remember like maybe some of the stuff that you ate and how much yeah no and I think that is the reason because I struggled towards the end of the 400 I was really like I just felt like I was 
bonking a little bit so I needed I think and so that's what I've learned for next time is actually really need to plan my calories and what I'm going to have per hour but on that ride I took some of the energy source powders but I think the problem that I had with that ride is that I tried to do it on like energy bars and energy powders whereas on a ride that long I needed to eat more proper food like actual like sit down have like a jacket potato somewhere jacket potato and beans or like actually go and sit and eat something properly rather than just because you can't and that proves doesn't it you you just can't live off just gels and sugars and bars your stomach just does not agree with it you get tired Uh, of it after a while i'm sure yeah and so on the second on the time that i tried to do the 600 i basically stashed my um saddle bag on the back with I've cooked a load of potatoes the night before, <laughs> but you, you, you can't carry that amount of potatoes for 600k. <laughs> and so I was trying. That's the thing. I was trying to do it as whole as I could, and I made like my own brownies, which were just like oh, a really good recipe. I'll send it to you another time. But it was just like yeah, sweet potatoes, black beans, uh, dates, cinnamon, and carob powder, and you just basically mix them all together, put them in the oven, and they're like the best like homemade like energy bar things to take on the bike. But equally, again, can't take enough for. 600k so yeah right. and then I was stopping off and just having like I can't even remember I just had like a packet of crisps um what else did I have I can't even really remember I had like I tried to have smoothies I tried to be as like as healthy as I could through it right then ended up eating like like soy yogurts yeah I need to work on that I need to work on the nutrition for the next time so so that I'm I'm fueled enough because I don't think I was it's just so it's hard man like especially on a ride like I've never done that much of a distance the most I've ever done is 115 miles which I don't know what that is in kilometers but um yeah I mean like your body just like gets so tired and you ask for variety like after a while and it sounds like what you were doing too like you just needed like all sorts of calorie sources um yeah yeah just to keep you going and keep things interesting yeah (laughs) you know equally it's like in the back of my mind I'm trying to think actually I I still want to try and be healthy whereas right a lot of the other people on those rides are just like and they're probably doing the right thing but they're just like knocking back any kind of calories they're eating packs of biscuits sometimes having pies and so I mean I don't know how they ride like what some of them had fish and chips I'm like I don't know how they did that but I just need to get better I mean they're much older been doing it a lot longer than I have so I mean I started doing longer distance from the start of last year so I've got a little bit of a way to go trying to figure out you know what what I meant to or how much I'm meant to eat really that's the main thing is how much right be very much stricter with my calories and stricter in a sense that I should be eating more not stricter in a sense of restricting I need to work out my calories so that I make sure I'm getting enough to feel that kind of type of riding. Totally. But yeah, when you put it in perspective, like you said before, I mean, comparison to everybody else, like what, what, how we're eating, you know, with like maybe our energy gels and that sort of thing, like, you know, it's so much better than what everyone else is doing. And yeah. funny enough, like my friend just told me about a, they call it the booze cruise. Basically they ride a hundred <laughs> miles, like going bar after bar drinking <gasps> and they invited me to it. I'm like, uh, I mean, I'll no. come. I'll come to like watch out for you guys, so there's like no crashes. Oh but god. I'm not drinking and riding. <laughs> and they're oh my god, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. I just no. No. Way. Do you know what? It's that bad that I can barely even um, drink a lot of coke because I don't ever drink Coca Cola. Right. But on odd Audaxes, I will have a can of coke, and I'm like, oh my god, that's making me feel rotten. Right. <laughs> it's like cause I'm not used to that kind of like stuff in my body, so I can't imagine. Oh god, a booze cruise. That sounds. Very interesting. It, it sounds so brutal. I could never do that. The um, YouTube video in it there, though. <laughs> right? It would make a great YouTube video. Why not? That's a good idea, Katie. <laughs> 
Um, so we're talking about like 400k here, but like, what advice would you have to beginners looking to get into cycling, looking to get fit? Like, what would um, you generally recommend for people that want to get into this sport? I would say get a bike that you really, really love. Like this bike I've had for four years now. I mean, I've upgraded parts of it, but I just love it so much. So I'd say like get fitted onto onto a road bike if road biking is what you what you're interested in. I mean, if you're into mountain biking, then get a mountain bike. But for me, it's like road biking. And I remember having a mountain bike before that that was trying to get into cycling, and it, it just I found it a bit uncomfortable. I didn't love it. And then as soon as I got a road bike, and I felt what a road bike felt like, it was like I just remember thinking, oh my god, this is just incredible. That's I just feel so pro. Yeah, yeah. You feel incredible on it. I just remember um, first riding that, just thinking, oh, my gosh, this is just the most amazing thing ever. So that's probably one tip is get a bike that's going to be suited to what you're going to be riding. Because you see so many people on heavy mountain bikes commuting to work and back. And I'm like, they're not they're not going to encourage you to want to ride more because they're not, they're not fun to ride. If you're using a mountain bike on roads – the power transfer and all that kind of stuff is, is not going to be right. um, fun or comfortable. So I would say get a bike specific to what you know, what you want it to do. And then find friends that are into cycling because that was one of the main things that has pushed me forward to doing more, finding other people to ride with. I think when you're on your own, you get to a point and then it's, I don't know, I think you only get to a certain point when you've got other friends there. So, you know, why don't we go to this place on our bikes? And you kind of push yourself a little bit further. So I think having like a group of friends around you that are cyclists as well, like all my friends, the majority of my friends now are cyclists, vegan cyclists. So we go on holidays, like we probably go on two or three holidays a year. Like all our holidays are cycling holidays. We go and explore just new places with our bikes, basically. So that's another major point is just try and find people in your area that are that are into cycling as well. Maybe join a local club, um, local group. So try and get into it that way because they'll, they'll be able to help you kind of figure out how to fix flat tires um, and then just basic maintenance on your bike and show you nice roads really. And so like another way that I've kind of built up miles is um, commuting to work. So I rode where I was at the time. It was about 30 miles each way. And so I did that. And I feel like that really helped me get kind of like base miles. I remember the first time I was ever going to do that, I had to do like a trial of it on the, on the Sunday before I was going to do it on the Monday. I cycled there and back in a day because I was worried that, you know, can I even do it in a day? And got back and I was just absolutely exhausted. I was like, oh my God, that was such a long ride. Slept the rest of the day. But then I just did that maybe once or twice a week and then built up to doing it three times. So if your commute is quite a long way away, just do it once a week, build up to doing it twice a week. And then you just kind of get used to being on the bike for a little bit longer. And then, yeah, what else? I just think using it for fun and, and commuting and actually using it for transport, I think that's probably the best way, I think, to get into it. Yeah, so I mean, right before somebody walks out with that brand new bike that they really like, I mean, I, I would recommend just like talking to the bike shop, you know, asking them about local rides, if they know of anything. Um, because honestly, I, 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 I totally agree, Katie. Like meeting new people in all the different areas that I've ridden in like has helped me stay motivated. Like when I have other friends around that are like, you know, texting me like, hey, you want to ride tomorrow? You want to go and check this place out? Like there's some powerful about that, you know, yeah. having that support. Um, so I 100% agree. I guess kind of before we wrap things up, I want to ask you a couple like rapid fire type of questions, okay. I think, which are pretty fun. So um, the first oh, one oh, is, 
You ready? The first yeah. one is, what is your favorite go-to meal? My favorite go-to meal would be, oh God, it's meant to be rapid fire. I would say steamed potatoes, like mashed potatoes with kale, peas, and mint sauce. Campy, Shimano, or Saram? Shimano. Right on, dude. Yeah, same here. You can get them anywhere in the world if you ever need spares. You can oh get them my anywhere. gosh. Yeah, everybody's got Shimano. If there was one <laughs> vegan documentary that you could recommend to anyone watching this and looking to go vegan, what would it be? Earthlings. Earthlings. Earthlings is the the main, main reason that I went vegan. I saw that and I was like, I just can never not see what I saw. So that's what I always think. And it just amazing documentary. Absolutely powerful. Yes, that's a great so documentary. Um, would you rather climb up a mountain or pace line on a flat terrain? Oh, mountain. Mountain. I, I hate the flats. Oh, I love yeah? mountains. Wow. My, if you look on my YouTube my banner is I like mountains. Tofu, seitan, or tempeh? None. None. I I, no, I don't like any of them. Oh, I know everyone's wow. like, you don't like tofu? Like, no. That's really pretty crazy. Usually, someone's able to pick like at least one, but you absolutely would go neither. None. None of them. I'd rather have a potato any day. <laughs> I'm what? so boring, aren't I? You are <laughs> such a weirdo, Katie. I know. <laughs> You're no, good. So no worries. <laughs> um, who is your all-time favorite cyclist? God. <laughs> Loaded oh. question oh. here. <laughs> oh, so, do you know who I really, really like? Peter Sagan. I really like that guy. Mm. And I just think he is just, I don't know, just something that I, I think he brings a really fun characteristic to to, to ride in i just think he's really fun i just he's, like him for that yeah he's, and he's the man beast he's an absolute beast definitely yeah i've tried quads like that have you ever seen him like up, up close like in person no. or anything no no, no 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 i um I, uh, I got to meet him kinda like i i, I went out to the uh, richmond in 2015 the world championship and I was going like to his tent where he warmed up and everything. And like, they had us like kind of standing behind like a, like a barrier. So like they could keep the kind of the cyclists like safe yeah. and like in their own zone. But um, at one point he stepped out and I followed him. I just got a quick selfie <laughs> with him. It. Yeah. I'll have to send you that, but it's like the most awkward selfie, but like I wasn't going to waste it. Um, but it was, no, really you have cool. to. he's my favorite rider too. I've always liked him. Like, before like even Richmond and kind of being world champion but absolute beast for sure but equally there's a woman who um is from in Sheffield which is near me her name's Angela Walker and she did um Transcon um she and another woman um were the first pair of women to ever do Transcon and she is like I met her on an Audax actually so she, out like not a pro rider she is just I really like her. She's set up like a whole kind of women's group of like endurance riding. I just love what she's about. So if anyone's interested, I don't think she doesn't have a YouTube or anything like that, but I'm trying to get an interview with her on my channel because she's just, yeah. I think she's a really inspirational woman that's doing a lot of good things for um, women's riding. Always there to give me tips or advice or anything. I just really like what she's about. Right on. So yeah. Yeah. I hope you get her on your channel. Okay. Would you rather eat an underripe green banana or an overripe black avocado? Oh, avocado. Oh, green bananas are just gross. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like when I think it's, I actually worked when I was in Australia on a banana farm. 
And so the smell of it just makes me want to gag, like the smell of unripe bananas. Right. Yeah. Black avocado. Yeah. Yeah. It should be illegal to have like green bananas in shops because they're the worst. I couldn't tolerate it. I did a video like on camera. I don't know. It didn't get many views, but like I actually did like a little taste test and like the black avocado is like actually not as bad. (laughs) Yeah. But the green banana like absolutely can't do it. No. No way. I, I just can't. It's just how it cracks. Like, no. The day of this recording, it's July 22nd. So we're a week away from the end of the Tour de France. Care to give us any predictions on who's going to take yellow? I mean, I've not seen the stage today, to be honest. I think Froome, to be honest. I think it's just, it seems wrong to say it's just a given. But I mean, Geraint Thomas has been doing pretty well. So I mean, what what is the decision going to be for Team Sky? What they're going to, what will they do? I mean, they were saying that, that, you know, that they've got a plan of of how it's going to work. But I mean, who knows? Everybody listening to this already knows like who won or whatever. But um, as of this moment, it's kind of tricky, like what they're going to do. Karen Thomas is in yellow and Froome's right behind him. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't like question Dumoulin either because like he he's been riding well in the past years, and he I think he's got what it takes to win the Tour de France. But I don't yeah. know if he's better than Froome. I'll be watching. Awesome. And Katie, where can people find you um, to learn more about you and and the type of work that you're doing? Um, YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel, um, which is just Katie Cookerborough, like the bird. Um, and then on Instagram, that is they are my main my main social medias right on and i'll have all that stuff below thank you so much for coming on katie and hey if you're ever in the states east coast definitely hit me up and we'll get some rides going definitely definitely i will hold you to that definitely awesome thank you so much for having me and well done again for 50k i'm sure your viewers are gonna say the same but it's absolutely (laughs) amazing you put the hard work in and it's you're reaping the reward, so well done. Hundred thousand, you can get your plaque. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But um, yeah, I, I, I've been loving this journey and just like talking to people like you and just like seeing the world, meeting new faces. You know, just spreading the word, and um, it's really an awesome journey to to be a part of. And and um, you know, anybody watching this that wants to get there, like all it takes is just you know, like you said, patience. So. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm sure you're going to get there uh, sooner than later as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of This Is Bananas. To learn more about this episode, check out the show notes over at Bananiac.com. That's B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C.com. If you're looking for easy and nutritious plant-based recipes to make at home, you can download my ebook, Bananiac Simple Vegan Recipes, from my website as well. It includes 25 of my favorite whole food plant-based recipes that I make and eat every day and will hopefully help you eat more whole plant-based meals as well. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please rate it wherever you're listening to it share this episode with someone who could benefit from it leave a comment with your thoughts and subscribe to this is bananas as well as my youtube channel bananiac which you can find at youtube.com bananiac this helps me become more discoverable and ultimately reach more people with my work if you like to donate please visit patreon.com bananiac thank you so much for listening to my podcast and supporting the one-man band that i am until next time everyone take care of yourself spread the word and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.